Hi, you're listening to Holistically Speaking with Nancy Sachs. Welcome back. Today, I'm going to be talking about something that's very relevant to the summer. Um, Summer is my favorite season. Actually, I don't know, spring or summer, but we often travel in the summer. And I have so many people asking me right now, what would I take Uh, what they should take with them when they travel. And so I wanted to dedicate this podcast today to travel remedies and things that you should be mindful of and maybe things to plant in your head or seeds to plant so that if you are traveling somewhere and such and such a thing happens, you might know what to go get locally. Um, A lot of my clients do take remedies with them, which I think is a great idea. Some of my top picks to take while traveling, which I do personally as well, is digestive enzymes. And the reason I like digestive enzymes is because you are going to be eating out pretty much every meal. And digestive enzymes help you to break down the foods that you're eating. And what I what I refer them what I refer to digestive enzymes as is like a little Pac-Man. They act like Pac-Man and they help to break down the food particles to a smaller um, to a smaller product so that the stomach digests it easier and it goes into the small intestine easier. What digestive enzymes also do is help to ensure that you, your body can kill off a bacteria or maybe kill off a parasite if it does enter with the food, um, especially the enzyme called betaine hydrochloric acid. You might also see it in the health food store as HCL. In any case, digestive enzymes are things that your body already produces. Your saliva produces it. Um, your stomach has does produce enzymes. Your pancreas produces enzymes. But again, when you're eating out often or you're traveling and you're eating food that's richer than your normal, um, or you're eating more sweets, or you're drinking more alcohol, you'll you'll tend to use up those enzymes a lot easier. And my rule of thumb that I go by is that over about the age of 35, we really don't produce the amount of digestive enzymes that we really need to efficiently break down the food. So this is something that you can just put in a little uh, travel, uh, a vitamin travel pack, and take them with your meals, especially your biggest meal, like dinner. You can take them at the beginning of the meal. You can take them in the middle of the meal. You can take them at the end. And if you've totally forgotten, you can even take them a half hour later. They will still work. They're still going to efficiently help you break down your food. This also helps with um, bloating and gas, and and it it can help people stay regular as well. Um, Another common digestive support that most people are familiar with is is probiotics. I don't always recommend taking your probiotic with you because some of them are very heat sensitive, but if that's something that you want to do, that that is highly recommended to take first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. That will also help you with bloat and and gas and being able to, to process a lot of extra sugar and alcohol and rich foods. But the enzymes are really, I call them insurance. They help you to um, efficiently digest your food, even if you're eating larger amounts than you're used to. And it, you're, most people are just so happy when they take them because they, they don't have any feeling of bloating and, and excess and, and maybe even acid reflux. It does help also to 
to break down the food quicker so you feel like you have a flat stomach much, much quicker. So that's, that's kind of my number one. Um, my number two that I recommend traveling with is magnesium. Now, one of my favorite brands is by Natural Vitality, and it's also known as Natural Calm, and it's pure magnesium citrate. What's great about magnesium is it helps with headache, it helps with muscle tension, it helps with cramps, it helps with um, anxiety. It also helps with insomnia, so it will help you sleep if you're in a strange bed. Some people have trouble sleeping in, in strange envir environments. Some people sleep great, but this is a really big help. And it'll also have you waking up feeling much more uh, fluid, not, not as stiff, not as sore. Especially if you're getting more activity, this is a great thing. Um, like if you're, if you're riding bikes, if you're walking, if you're swimming in the ocean, if you're uh, hiking, you know, all these, if, and if you're getting a lot more physical activity than you're used to, the magnesium is especially great because it does help your muscles to relax. So it, you won't get spasmed and crampy and tight. The other magical thing that magnesium does is it helps to keep your body regular. So a lot of people complain about constipation when they're traveling and the magnesium is magic for that. Um, magnesium is a lot like vitamin C where you will have to see what your own personal tolerance is. If you take too much magnesium, especially the citrate form of magnesium, which is just a simple mineral form of the magnesium, you could get loose stool. Um, so it, anyway, magnesium citrate um, has the, the most effect on the intestines and it will help you it will help with traveling with uh, constipation. Also, there are other forms of magnesium. There are glyconate, and there's malate, and there's, there's uh, magnesium oxide. I think magnesium citrate is probably the best one to travel with because it has the most immediate results, especially if you're constipated, especially for elimination. So when you're talking about magnesium, which happens to be one of my favorite minerals, it has so many... I mean, hundreds of different functions in the body from, from your heart and your muscles and your nervous system. It even helps your adrenals to your uh, intestines and elimination. It calms your mind. It helps with sleep. It helps with headaches. All of these things, plus many, many, many more things that I'm not going to mention here. But it's a, it's a true winner to bring with you when traveling. I usually recommend uh, starting out at about 300 milligrams and you can go, you can build up from there. If it doesn't help you sleep, and if it, it's not helping you eliminate, you can go all the way up to 600 milligrams. Again, it's everybody's got their own personal magic number with the amount of magnesium that they're comfortable with, or that helps all their symptoms. But it's great to travel with, and Natural Vitality also makes the uh, this powdered calm, or they call it Natural Calm, the magnesium drink in little packets, little travel packets. So that's very very convenient. You can just throw one of those packets in warm water or boiling water at the end of the night, take a drink, like having a tea, and it'll, it'll help you sleep like magic and, and do a great service to your digestion and elimination. So that's, that's my second pick. And then I'd have to say, even though I, there's so many other things that I like, which I'm going to go through in a moment, I also really love taking melatonin for travel. 
and this is this is especially true when you're traveling uh, overseas and there's going to be a time difference or if you're traveling from California to New, to New York and there's a three-hour time difference um, melatonin is something that your body produces on its own but if your sleep is disturbed if you're up all night or if you're entering a different time zone it really confuses the circadian rhythms of the body so supplementing with some mag with melatonin at that point is very helpful uh, especially if traveling to Europe uh, what I recommend is taking melatonin the day you travel or the night you travel plus three so you would take it for at least three nights when you when you're traveling and when you arrive and you would do the same exact thing on the way back. So if you're going to Europe, to Italy or something, you take it on the night you leave, plus two or three, that'll help your body re-regulate into that new time zone. And you won't, most people don't feel groggy. Some people do have a reaction to melatonin. So again, that's a personal thing, but uh, so many people can benefit from it that I, I really feel strongly about bringing it up. So let's say you are traveling to Italy, you take it the night you travel, plus two or three, and then you enjoy your trip. You again, take it on the way home, plus two or three, or you can also gauge how long you, you would need to take it, but it, it's amazing for reducing jet lag. Most people have the jet lag on the way home. Everybody's again, very different. So this is, this is a, a personalized situation for you, but some people go to like Africa or Europe or uh, Australia and come back and they feel like a wreck for another week or 10 days. They just really can't get their, their brain and their, their sleep rhythms and their body back to normal. And melatonin totally does the trick. So I recommend a minimum of three nights on both, on both the going to and coming home. But you can take the melatonin the whole trip if you needed to. Again, it's going to help you get acclimated to the new time zone and it will help you get acclimated when you get home to your regular time zone and your regular routine. Uh, most people uh, tolerate about one to three milligrams of melatonin. <clears throat> it is available in liquids, it's available in sprays. Um, I send my clients off with these little teeny capsules. Three milligrams is the average but some people take uh, you know, up to 10 milligrams of melatonin. So you can start with one, and you can, go all, you can work your way up probably till about five milligrams. If um, melatonin is not usually recommended for children, but there are cases where if they're having a hard time, if you're traveling with your family, with your children, and they're having a hard time falling asleep or getting acclimated to the time zone, by all means, they could take um, a half a milligram of mel melatonin, no problem and it, it should have a great effect. So those are, I would say those are my top three. Now, some of the other things that I personally travel with and I highly recommend to my clients, one of them is activated charcoal. And activated charcoal is like magic. If you've eaten something bad, you feel like you have food poisoning, um, you're getting a stomach ache, or something is giving you terrible gas and bloating, Charcoal just cuts the gas and bloating immediately. And it can also help your body to detoxify any kind of poison. Also, some people like to take the charcoal when they're traveling and they're exposed to a lot of diesel fumes. And um, it, does, it does help the blood to purify. It'll, it'll 
help purify toxins from the gut and from the bloodstream. You don't take charcoal with other supplements. This is something that you would want to take on its own in between meals, like before or between meals. But, um, you know, it's up to you. If you're really feeling bad, it doesn't really matter if you've eaten. The charcoal is still going to work. Most of the charcoal that's available over the counter, um, it, it's, you'll, you'll find it in the health food store as activated charcoal. It's, much of it these days is derived from coconut. Uh, but it'll, it should tell you the source of the charcoal, and it'll also give you dosages on the bottle. So you can just go buy the product that you have or that you purchase, whether it's one or two caps, one or two times a day, or you know, take every half hour as needed. So that's a good thing to have for insurance, especially if you're going to a foreign country and you're going to be eating spicier foods or they're known for maybe a certain type of cuisine or... Um, or stomach distress, like when people go to India, I always have them bring charcoal and, of course, digestive enzymes. So uh, that's that's right up there for me. Now, when it comes to jet lag, there are a couple formulas available. There's one homeopathic formula that I like called jet lag, and one of the main ingredients in there is a homeopathic called arnica. And Arnica is made from a plant, but and it's really well known for bruising and uh, working out too hard. It's also great for shock. And it really helps your body to recover after surgeries. So what Arnica can be, you can use Arnica by itself. You can get a 30C, which would be a nice potency to get at the health food store. And you can take three pellets sublingually once or twice during your flight, and that would help with the bad effects of jet lag. Or you can get one of the formulas that have multiple homeopathic remedies in there, one of them being Arnica, and there's quite a few others. Um, those, those homeopathic formulas really work well. Uh, I get great feedback. I don't personally get bad jet lag because I take my melatonin, but <laughs> I have in the past needed Arnica when I just overdid it. Um, maybe I think I hiked too much or something. So it's it's a really good homeopathic product to bring with you when you're traveling because it can also help with uh, if you if you are sore from from swimming or working out or hiking or whatever. And between the arnica and the magnesium, I mean that's just you're, you're, you've covered all your bases. So that's amazing. Arnica is also available, by the way, as a topical for bruising or stiffness or swelling or um, any kind of injury. Uh, you, can, you can get it as a gel or a, or a lotion or an ointment, and you would put it on topically, and it absorbs into the skin, and it does help with especially muscle soreness and bruising. So that's something, you know, depending on how long you're going and how many products you want to bring with you, if you're traveling in the States or you're traveling local and you know that you have access to a health food store, you don't really have to bring these things with you. You can always go purchase them uh, wherever you land. But uh, these are things that, that are just great to know about as well. Um, I also like for a topical to have as first aid, whether you want to bring this with you on your trip or not is up to you, but it's called calendula. And calendula is a homeopathic preparation made from marigolds. And topically, it's like magic for cuts and scrapes and burns and chapped skin and 
uh, it's very, very soothing. So if you were to have any kind of cut or open wound, um, calendula is amazing. And it's great for kids because it, it's really, really soothing. And it's great for burns. Um, you can even put a little bit, of on, little bit of it on a sunburn. Of course, there's nothing for a sunburn like aloe vera. So if you could get your hands on either an aloe vera plant or some aloe vera juice or something, you can put that on. And they also make plenty of uh, lotions and gels and creams with aloe in it. So that's always an option. Um, some of the other things that, that my clients tend to bring with them because I have these homeopathic preparations, one of them is called stomach relief. And it's a, it's a liquid tincture made with about five homeopathic remedies that, that it's great for um, symptoms of food poisoning, cramping, gas, bloating, constipation, acid reflux. I mean, it pretty much covers everything. And these kinds of formulas are always available at the health food store. If, if you know where you're going, the, the, that you have something like a Whole Foods available, you can always pick something up that's a good combination homeopathic remedy or a supplement for that matter if they were going to recommend something. Now, if you, if you have your digestive enzymes and you have the charcoal, you're probably covered with a lot of the gut problems. But some people don't like to take pills. So in that case, you can do the homeopathics, which is great. Um, I also sell something called Travel Sickness Drops, which works amazing for nausea, um, you know, just any kind of travel sickness issues, nausea, headaches, uh, tendency towards dizziness, vomiting, anything like that. And again, it's a combination homeopathic remedy that has quite a few ingredients in it. You take it sublingually and it, it works right away. This is one of my best sellers for people who are taking any kind of boat or um, ferry because it's also great for that type of nausea. So um, another thing that you could do is just make sure you're well hydrated when you're traveling. Being dehydrated is something that helps to bring on travel sickness or nausea. So hydrate. And I say hydration is one of the most important things anyway for travel because if you're flying, you're going to be exposed to high altitudes and radiation and the air on the plane is often very dry. It's filtered air. So hydration is, is one of the keys because if you hydrate, you, you won't get a swollen. Um, some people get a little bit of edema in their legs and... Just hydrating is one of the simple fixes. But in any case, um, hydration is, is important for also sunburn. If you are dehydrated, you're about 80 times more likely to get sunburn. So hydration can actually be one of the keys to helping you not to get a sunburn. And my rule of thumb, and you'll hear me say this many, many times, is half your body weight in ounces. So a 150 pound person would need a minimum of 75 ounces of water to be hydrated. If you're drinking coffee, if you're drinking uh, caffeinated tea, if you're drinking alcohol or doing anything with, with caffeine at all, you are now dehydrated because caffeine drinks and alcohol drinks are diuretics. So they will pull the water from you. So for every cup of coffee, you want to have a couple cups of water just to neutralize that dehydration effect. And for every um, glass of wine or glass of alcohol, you'll want to have, again, a couple cups of water to neutralize that diuretic effect. Um, back to something I was just talking about, which was sunburn. 
The other thing that I ask my clients to be mindful of is looking at the ingredients of sunscreens because some of them are really, really, really toxic. And you don't want those toxins on your skin because they do absorb into your body. So take the extra minute to read ingredients, uh, spend the extra dollars on high-end sunscreens that do not have a lot of toxic ingredients, especially for the kids. That's a, that's a really, um, oh, that's a big source of what I call endocrine disruption. It affects the body on so many levels. And if you've got toxic sunscreen and then you're going into, you're gonna be swimming in a pool with a lot of chlorine, now you're getting exposed to even more uh, toxins. So that's at least an area on the sunscreens where you can minimize the exposure. And there's so many wonderful sunscreens available that don't have as many, or that don't have any toxins in them. They're more natural. And I highly recommend investing in those. Um, one more thing that I want to talk about is tendency towards mosquito bites. A lot of, a lot of my clients, um, they are more prone to get bit. And one of the rules of thumb is to take a lot of B vitamins before you travel to an area that has mosquitoes. So if you have enough B vitamins in your blood, they, the, the critters may not like you as much, fingers crossed, of course. Another thing to take if you re are really prone to um, bites is MSM. It's it, M as in Mary, S as in Sam, M as in Mary. And that's a sulfur compound that's found in the body, but it's also something that's really wonderful for uh, connective tissue and pain and inflammation and healing. But it seems to be that the combination of high high B complex and MSM can help to minimize your um, getting bit by mosquitoes. If you do get bit, something that I always carry with me, especially when I go to Mexico, is tea tree oil. And if I do get a mosquito bite or a spider bite or something like that, I will put the tea tree oil right on the bite. And that, it takes away the itch, it takes away the sting, and it also kind of, I think it takes away some of the poisons as well. Um, if you've get, got bit by a bee and you're anywhere where there's dirt, you can make a little paste for yourself, like, like almost like a clay mask. You could put some water, mix, mix the dirt in a little bit of water and put it right on the bee, bee sting, and it will draw out the toxins from the sting itself. So um, that's, that's just a good little thing to know. But I always have the tea tree oil with me because I think it's, it, it's just amazing how it takes away the, the itch. And it makes it so that the, the bite doesn't swell up as much as well. Um, and again, if you're going to places where you know that you can purchase these things, you can always walk into your, the, the local health food store and get advice from, from the people that work there. But these are, this, this, this is my short list of my favorites. And um, some of these things I bring with me, I, the liquids are a little harder to travel with, but um, you, you can always pack them in your suitcase and you don't have to bring them as a carry-on. You know, there's other things to travel with, things to boost your immune system. Uh, if now that we're coming into the summer months, it doesn't seem to be as much of an issue, but you can always bring an immune booster or, or um, eat lots of fruits and veggies so that you get more vitamin C. But this is my kind of my summer, my summer list. So I hope this is helpful. If you have any questions, you are always welcome to email me at holisticallynancy at gmail.com. And until we meet again, have a fabulous day, and I hope you have a wonderful summer. Mm -hmm.